there, and welcome to Master of Me Podcasts with your host, Leah Rasmussen. I'm excited to start this new series of podcasts and to share with you some really amazing and exciting opportunities for growth, change, and discovery. So maybe you're wondering, who am I to teach this? Well, I'm really not anybody special, but I do have some background, some training, and some experiences that I think are relevant to share. So like I said, my name is Leah Rasmussen. I'm a mother of four, I'm a wife of 16 plus years, and I'm also a certified health coach. I have practitioner uh, certifications in cognitive behavioral therapy as well as neuro-linguistic programming. So when I bring all of those together, something that really is starting to come alive to me is the idea of personal power, taking back our personal power. And that is why this podcast series is called Master of Me, because basically I want to be master of me. There are so many voices out in the world and all the way around us, as well as even in our own minds. There's social media, entertainment, religion, politics, even our experiences from growing up, the beliefs and the values that our parents, teachers, or even coaches held. All these combined together create maps and views of our own beliefs in our own world. Maybe I can put this into clearer perspective. Have you ever had an experience where you have been at an event and let's say that a fight broke out and you were there, you witnessed the fight, it was high energy and kind of t intense a little bit, everything settled down, it separated, done deal. Afterwards, you were talking to other people who had been at the exact same event and you kind of thought after they had told their story, what? Uh, were you even at the same event as I did? Was that? or where I was. And sometimes this even happens with family stories, right? When siblings get together, but you each have your own view of what happened in the event. And that's kind of how we go through life. So what I want to bring to you today is a bit of a introduction to taking back our personal power and what this series is about. Okay, great. So this is a bit of background for you, and now we're going to take a look at a story, a story of the free and the captive, both of which really is relevant and, and has lessons for you and for me. This was my experience. About a year and a half ago, I traveled with a company that I was working with to Kenya, Africa. We were there on a humanitarian project and we were there to help build a school structure as well as work with the um, students and the uh, villagers and we talked about water projects and there was a lot of things happening. But on our way to the village, we had the experience to also go on a few excursions that meant that we could go into the parks that had all of the wildlife in their natural habitat an actual African safari. I couldn't believe it was going to happen. It was so surreal. So if you can come with me on this journey, picture yourself there. 
And this is kind of what I was able to see. We were in these vans and the pops could top up so that we, or pop up, and so that we could stand inside the vans and we could look out around us and we were protected inside the vans. Under no circumstances were we allowed to get out of the vans because these were wild animals. This wasn't a petting zoo. As we were there, we could feel the heat of the African sun, the dust from driving down the dirt roads, and we had the experience of seeing the most amazing creatures. We saw baboons and giraffes, and we saw elephants and warthogs, and we saw um, just all kinds of African wildlife, and it was so amazing, gazelles, but I have to tell you, the animal that stuck out the most to me was the elephants. And this brought me to an experience that when I got home, I did some more research with. While we were there, the elephants that I was able to connect with and see literally so close that he could stick his trunk right inside the top if he wanted to, was such an amazing elephant. These were huge gray, massive creatures that just had this presence about them of power and they just knew what they were capable of type of a thing and it was so neat because we would sit in the vans and and we watched this one big huge bull elephant come across and there was some water and he just kind of sloshed through it like it was nothing even though it was actually uh you know maybe knee deep on him and he came through he walked between our two vehicles and was so close and just just an amazing experience to witness the magnificence of this animal. Now what's in contrast was is that we actually went to another park the next day and in this park there was also wild elephants. However, these elephants the locals referred to as the red elephants. And the reason why they called them red elephants is because the dirt there was red because of volcanic uh, soil. And so the elephants, when they roll around in the soil, it creates this uh, red coloring on their, on their skin. Now these elephants was a very different scenario. Our leader in the, in the vehicle that was taking us along, our guide, was very specific about how our vehicle had to be placed as we went through the roads. We could not travel where the elephant passed in front of our vehicle. The reason for this is because each of our vehicles were kind of in a caravan and if the elephant was to come in front of us and charge us, we would be stuck and have nowhere to go. And so even though we were in these huge vehicles, the power of these elephants was present and uh, very real. And so we made sure that whenever we saw those elephants, they kind of, we pulled forward so that they could pass behind us so we had an escape route. Um, and we were kind of curious about this. And the reason for that is because these elephants had actually been exposed to poachers. And so they had a very different outlook and experience of the world than the big gray elephants in the other park we'd previously been in. Now, one of the other stops that we made was we actually stopped at a village that was called the Maasai village. And in this village, they had taken branches that had huge thorns on them and had created fencing all the way around the outside of the village. Their homes were made of mud and dung uh, that had been squished together and mixed in with um, like sticks and grass and stuff like that. And so they had created, they, they had their little huts 
and we asked about the fencing and, and what the purpose of the fencing was for. And they told us how the elephants in the area, if we did not, if they did not have the fencing, would actually lean up against or scratch themselves up against their homes and their entire homes would cave in. <laughs> so that gives a little bit of an idea of how strong and how powerful these animals were, even when they were just kind of leaning on something, not even trying to put forth any energy. So that was kind of my experience with elephants in the wild. After we returned home from Africa, I was really intrigued by these elephants and I, had didn't I did a little bit of research. And in my research, I found that in the past, now I don't know that this is present day now, but in the past, there was a way of training elephants to be able to work and also for shows, entertainment, circus type things, where they would train elephants to be able to be commanded and manipulated by this teeny tiny little human compared to the size of this massive elephant. The way that, the way that they did that was they would take chains and they would chain the elephant as a young baby, chain one of its legs down and put the stake in the ground. This young elephant would pull and push and try and get, you know, see where its boundaries were, go as far as it could. But every single time it hit the end of its rope, it started to learn that it really couldn't go any further. And so it stopped trying. And as the elephant grew in size and stature and strength, the little elephant um, and the big elephant no longer even tried to go past the extension of that chain length. And so they had the ability to take full grown elephants weighing tons and just use a fine line rope to keep them in place because the elephants had come to understand where their boundaries were. Now, this is really interesting, right? Because how does this reflect to you and me? Which elephant are you? Are you the one that has the personal power, knows who they are, stands in their space and moves forward? Are you the one that maybe has been experienced and exposed to dangers and experiences where you shy away from or you stand up and protect yourself from different people, places, things? Are there things that are happening in your life where maybe you're like the elephants that have been trained to, these are my limits, this is as far as I can go, and so there's limiting beliefs that are holding you back from reaching your potential. Sometimes we see it as hitting a wall. We've maybe even been very successful in life and we come to this space where we just can't reach and bridge the gap. We just keep hitting the wall over and over again. In coaching, we call this a theory or the, the mindset behind this is, is that what got you here will not get you there. And so everything that got you to the point you are right now has been awesome and a learning experience and it's been great and it's gotten you to where you are now. But in order for you to be able to move further, something needs to change. There's got to be a switching point. And oftentimes those switching points are on our limiting beliefs. They're what holding us back. Just like the elephants that were grown out of that tiny little chain and yet they still believed that that was their full power and capacity and so they don't push past. So success is good. And I know you know that 
So let's start now the process of creating personal power by changing some of our own beliefs. How do you see this in your life? What possibilities are out there for you and for me? What could we achieve if we truly stood in our own knowing of our potential and our identity of who we are, what we're capable of? So you're listening to me now as you learn about the process of taking back personal power. You're interested in change and change is good. So what would you change in your life if you felt like you were in the driver's seat? Going forward, we're going to be looking out at how to uncover personal power in each of the main areas of our lives, bringing control back into the hands of the individual, to you and to me. Starting with energy. And because everyone knows when you have energy, it is the catapult, the catalyst to creating the change that you want. But we're going to look at change in all the different areas of our lives and maybe what is holding us back in each of those areas. Giving ourselves some internal questioning and some opportunities to really discover. I am your host, Leah Rasmussen, and you're listening to Master of Me. Until next.